everybody. Welcome to Nutty Buddy Sports. This is your host, Ryan, and today we are going to talk and break down the Western Conference playoffs. We're going to talk about who we think is going to come out of the playoffs, what possible upsets could there be. We talk about every team and how we feel about the playing game. That's all coming up next on Nutty Buddy Sports. I got Luke with me again, and today we're going to talk sports. We're going to talk the NBA playoffs. Indeed, Luke, we are. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, first of all, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm I'm just chilling, Ryan, on this this fine Monday mid evening uh, after the regular season of the NBA ending. Uh, yeah, doing good. How are you doing, my friend? I am good. I actually started uh, working out again, so I'm a little tired. Um, ah. Yeah, I gotta nice. get, I gotta lose some of that weight, uh, the COVID quarantine weight. So, did I tell you I hurt myself golfing? No, you did not. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know you're you're an old man, and it's just you're you're just done when when you swing a golf club and feel something pop and oh, no, bone, but like it's in your rib cage. And it's like, oh, that's not good. It sounds like it might have gotten a stress fracture in a rib, is what oh. based off the thing. But I'm not getting it checked out because what are they gonna do for it? All they right. can't do any fraction. Now sit there for four to six weeks. Like there's nothing they can. So whatever. Right. They can't really do anything with ribs. Right. Like I don't, whether they can or not, it's I, on principle. I'm not getting checked out for a golf injury. I refuse. I will go do something else more strenuous and then it'll be a real injury that I can. Oh, I got knocked over doing this. I fell off a ladder. I mean, yeah. something something real. I don't a know, a ball charged me in my room. Yeah. Anyways, I'll start running again once I uh, once it doesn't hurt to run. Oh, <laughs> is it like okay, okay? Well. I don't even know how to describe. It's just I I don't I don't know I don't know I never I didn't think it was a real thing. And then there you go. Tiger Woods once won the U.S. Open with a torn ACL and a broken kneecap. But I swung my nine iron and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> so, I still finished my, my round, but it wasn't, it was ugly. No, that's great. Okay. That was quick golf talk with Luke. <laughs> but anyway, what we're going to do is we are going to do NBA playoffs. We're going to just kind of break it down West first. And, and then we're going to break down the East. We'll do the West first. And then we'll just ask questions and, and do a, a conversation regarding the playoffs. And then at the end, Luke, just be ready to make your predictions. We're going to make some predictions at the end of it. Okay. So Gosh, I can I have no idea what's going to happen. So that, that no way that can turn out poorly. But right. But I'm going to hold you accountable and be like, of you course. don't know what you're talking about when you're wrong. Yep. Gotcha. Perfect. <laughs> okay. okay. Let's start with the Western conference. So before we get into the Western Conference, I actually wanted to ask you how you feel about the new rules of the play-in game, the tournament. How do you like that, Luke? Uh, I personally think it's unnecessary. I just, I don't see the need for it. Like, do we think that the nine or 10 team in either conference has a chance? Like, do we actually think that? Do you think that, Ryan, looking at Do you think like, wow, San Antonio, there we go. Like, do you really think that? Or I like Rudy Gay is my guy, but like, do you? No, I hope that he gets to play a playoff game 
type thing. It's not technically a playoff game, but. And isn't it like, I'm not, not so much the West, but definitely the East. Like it's really, let's get in the playoff to see who's going to like get swept. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, yeah, because even if you win a game, like, I don't know. It's, I guess it's how it's probably, it's all money, right. It's mm-hmm. all about what TV revenue and all that stuff. So if you're in an NBA basketball team and you make the first round of the playoffs and you're whatever to get there, your, your reward for making the playoffs was congratulations. You might win one game before you get knocked out. Like (laughs) that's a terrible place to be, right? Like you'd rather have a higher draft pick. So that's a, so they're playing to get absolutely annihilated Mm -hmm. and then be worse off than pretty much any other teams. Like you'd rather either have a chance to get it past the first round or be, have a good draft pick being in the middle is the worst place to be. So why are we even it's, it's like, this was, this whole idea was, well, what happens if a superstar gets hurt? Yeah. And right. then they come back after the year and they can race to get to the 10 spot and then they can. So it's and, and a, one way of looking at it is that's actually much worse for like the one seed or the two seed. Yeah. Which we'll, we'll get could, into that. Yeah. And that's, what's going to happen in the West. If yeah. you know the Lakers barring some sort of miraculous effort by teams that are lesser than them, if the Lakers end up at not being in it, that's one thing. But so if they're seven or eight, I mean, Who's better, really? <laughs> Anyways, is that, does that answer your question, Ryan? Yeah, it know. does. It it's does. Necessary. Just have yeah. the Lakers be the seven, like they yeah. are, and and who's at the eight? Uh, Golden, Golden State. State. Just have yeah. Golden State be the eight and just go. Like we don't we don't need to see like that Golden State Memphis game yesterday was a perfect game to see who should make the playoffs and who should not make the playoffs. Like why did we? I don't know. That's yeah. That's my- and, and I guess uh, there was another game like that too. Uh, uh, someone else played. Uh, I think it was uh, Washington Charlotte because if Washington would have lost, then the Indiana Pacers would have been in. So yeah, I, I think like they just kind of rolled the ball down the court in a way. Like they're just like, oh well, you know, you could have had sort of a playoff atmosphere, and and there was, I guess, with Golden State and Memphis, but. You just kind of roll it down now. Now there's going to be another one. The only benefit is, I think, is like you kind of mentioned, um, is the uh, if if a team starts out slow because of injury, you know, they're able to at least have a chance to to make the playoffs. And the other thing, it did seem to help with tanking this year, you know, a little bit. But it's hard to gauge because there was only 72 games instead of 82, which you know, who knows, maybe like the last 10 games teams would have like tanked really hard, you know? So I don't know. Yeah, well, And to me, like every team in the league had injury issues because they were playing so many games. The team were playing seven games in 10 days or 11 yeah. days, whatever it was. It was 11, whatever it was. Yeah. They, were, they were playing all these, they were playing all these games in a row. So they're resting their stars anyways. So, right. I mean, what's, what's the difference between that and teams who are tanking? Like you, the, the Rockets were beyond terrible. And the Thunder were trying to lose to keep up with some of these. Like, that to me, that was still the same issue as before. So, right. the Pistons, you forgot to mention playing. the Pistons. There you go. I was, thinking, <laughs> I was figuring out a way for you to mention your team. Uh, <laughs> but it's just, it seems like it was the same issue, right? Like, the right. teams that are trying to make the playoffs, still trying to get to, to eight, nine, 10, that was a huge drop off. So, I don't know. It didn't, to me, it was, it was whatever. It, it's creating, an extra game for ABC or ESPN or TNT, whoever to, yeah. to 
put on there so everyone can tune in and Steph can go for 60 and maybe knock the Lakers down to the eighth seed and then the Jazz can lose in the first round or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. No, yeah, that's a possibility. So let's just let's just talk about the play-in tournament for the West. Um, do you see either the Lakers or Golden State losing to either San Antonio or Memphis? Because um that would that's what needs to happen for either the Lakers or Golden State not to make it into the seven eight spot. There's like one way this happens, and it's that for the Lakers, and it's that you saw LeBron, you see, he tweaked his ankle yesterday. Yep. Yeah, if he tweaks his ankle in the first quarter, or if Steph goes for sixty, and then in the next game he tweaks his ankle in the first quarter, because the Lakers without LeBron are nothing special at all. Right, like they they struggle mightily to beat. They did struggle mightily to beat teams that they were much better than in all year. And in theory, at least this last week or two weeks with LeBron, like right towards the end here, when Davis came back, yes, it was, it was a struggle for them. Like they're they're, who they beat in overtime. And of course Davis was in and out too, but he's kind of, he does that. He's always in and out. Well, that's the uh, problem. It's like, you can't really even rely. It's, it's interesting because a lot of my picks like I always have that cal- uh, caveat if everybody's healthy. And I think this year more than any year, because like whether it's the Lakers or the Nets, right? Those are the two biggest teams they've been dealing with injuries all year, both teams. And it's like, well, if the Lakers are healthy, I have them going a lot farther if they're not. And the same with the Nets, like I have the Nets going farther if they're, they're healthy than if they're not healthy. So the Lakers haven't played as a team yeah. in a long time. The, the there It has to be something to be said for chemistry and knowing how to play and all that. I know when – yeah, I know the Clippers. That's, Paul, I, I, that's my team that I'm following So with Paul George. So I can tell you that when Kawhi was out and Paul scored like 30 – over 30 points, seven of eight games – and then Kawhi came back, it was a struggle because guys that had been playing more and trying to score more didn't know where to be. And it was, it was like, Oh, well, how do we do this now? LeBron, the way he plays, I mean, he, you, he, it's not his fault. It's just LeBron should have the basketball. That's mm-hmm. what he does. He makes he's right. the playmaker on the team. So having him out for so long has to affect guys like Kuzma, who's all of a sudden basically just a catch and shoot guy, right? Like in a yeah. slasher and an energy guy. Whereas before the like, hey, Kuzma score, you need, we need you to score, do something to score. Um, you know, and I don't know the Lakers very well. It's just that has to affect your team. All right. So, well, then, then your primary handler is probably Dennis Schroeder at that point when Bron, LeBron's not on the court. But and he's then, been out too, right? Yeah, he has. Yeah. Like, so it's so hard to, t- this is an impossible year to tell what's going. Like, we've never had this situation where the Lakers are probably the best team. But yeah. we don't know that because they haven't played together all year. <laughs> so, who knows? And, that, and that's why it's a great year to start a, a podcast and talk about it because we can look really uh, smart or foolish. And we got that good excuse of, well, who knew? Who knew? We're going to look dumb. No matter what, we're going to look dumb. I know. I look what's f- going to end up happening here. Hey, I'm just glad you're willing to look dumb with me because otherwise I would have looked dumb, dumb all by myself. So, <laughs> okay. So, I think personally, just for the play-in game, I have the Lakers uh, beating Golden State um, and then Golden State beating Memphis. And then so Phoenix against the Lakers and then Utah against Golden State. I mean, sure. But like 
in reality, anyone can win one game. Yes. So it wouldn't. So let's say Golden State wins that game. I don't think it really affects much. I think the Lakers, as long as they are playing to their capabilities, are the favorites in whatever series they're in. True. Like you, you could say, well, Utah had the best record, but they've been this last few weeks, they've been nothing special at all. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix is probably playing better than them. But do you trust, do you trust Phoenix against the Lakers? That's a terrible matchup. Who's going to guard Anthony Davis? Like it's <laughs> well, like, I don't, that's... I don't think you can, I don't think you can honestly say that you favor the Suns or the Jazz over the Lakers in a series. So I guess it'll depend on if the Lakers play to their potential or not, but. So, so if healthy, yeah, I, I agree with you. If healthy, I think the Lakers would win either matchup. Now let me ask you golden state. Do you have an opinion on who you like to see them play? W- who would they have the better chance of beating? I don't think they would beat either team personally, but who do you think if it was either uh, Phoenix or Utah? I think they can win one game against either team. Okay. Like that's, I just, have you, how much of the Warriors have you watched? Because I haven't watched a whole bunch, but I mean, I, I catch them when they play the Clippers and I catch them when they play on TV and I'm not doing anything. I, I, I watch them every now and then, but I do catch highlights. I do more highlights uh, personally. Um, but I know that Steph Curry, I think yesterday shot 22 three points. Uh, yeah, he took, he took 22 three pointers yesterday. Correct. Yeah. And they barely beat Memphis. I just Correct. don't think they could beat a, a, a much more well-rounded t- team. I do think Curry obviously has a capability of stealing a game or two, right? No matter who they play. But, I mean, outside of him, Draymond, they got that nice pick-and-roll game, you know, the yeah, stuff. But um, you're not trusting Andrew Wiggins, well, you know? And that's the thing. The playoffs are different because they'll, they'll guard the high screen harder mm-hmm. and it's reffed a little bit differently right where ticky tack stuff is not called as much which again does not favor the team that has one guy that does everything it's you know hard and always struggled uh you know he had the one series that he was playing well that if chris paul doesn't get hurt they probably would have been fine but um that's why i'm you can't trust the one player no matter in a series. So in the one game, sure. Maybe he'll be on fire. Maybe Wiggins goes for 35 or something like that. You know, he makes every jumper he takes for a change. I, yeah. I don't trust golden state I, at all. They, yeah. they might win one game. I, Phoenix is way better than them and Utah's way better than them. So. Yeah. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you feel bad though? Like I was thinking like for Chris Paul, like every year he like makes teams better every single year, no matter what team he's on, they always are good. And then, like, he might play against LeBron James in the first round and get eliminated. As, as the biggest Paul George supporter on the planet, I cannot say anything nice about Chris Paul this season. I refuse. Okay, okay. I won't, I I, I won't ask you to. But There's I just want... animosity there. Yeah. Chris Paul was going to inappropriate places on Paul George's mental struggles in the bubble last year. And during on, on the floor this season at the start of the year. And ever since then, they asked Paul George to say something about how difficult it is to guard Chris Paul and how and he goes, next question. <laughs> is what he said. <laughs> if Paul George refuses to say nice things about Chris Paul, I'm going to take his, I'm going to, I'm going to also refuse to say nice things about Chris Paul. I mean, that he's really good. I mean, that's anyone can, he clearly helps teams win. Yeah. Uh, he's not the MVP. 
oh my goodness no, get no. out of here with that that was the worst the fact that he's on screen for the mvp is ridiculous get that out of here <laughs> Well, the only only case I could make for him is that uh, he took a team that won how many games last year? Like 30. Oh, a team that went eight and no in the bubble and figured it out at the end of the year. Well, they, yeah, but they were like 30. They only won like 38 games or like maybe yeah, they even won less than like 34. Eight. They were on fire. They figured it out. Their young Aiton was figuring it out. I... Booker was playing well. Their team was was clicking. And then they had Chris Paul and they're like, man, look at the difference Chris Paul makes to this team that would ended the season on fire. <laughs> well they yeah i don't know i don't know i think i think they got uh it helped no you're right you're right it's I, just i i'm again i can't say no, no, okay okay i get it i get it. yeah okay that's fair that's fair okay <laughs> so let's uh let's talk then uh so who who's your favorite um western conference matchup like uh, as far as who do you think is going to get to the western conference finals if you had to pick and let's just assume that seating stays the same so Seven is is Lakers and Golden State is uh, eight. Well, it's weird because I, I mean this is probably not answering your question, but did you see all the shenanigans going on with the seating over the weekend? Yeah, I did. I was going to ask you about the Clippers. Uh, yeah, it was the, it was kind of hilarious how teams are depending on who you are, what they were trying to do. Mem- or uh, Dallas was trying really hard not to end up with Clippers and mm-hmm. they couldn't get out of it, which is pretty funny to me. Um, Qu- and now watch, Luca, Luca, will, Luca will go nuts and they'll beat the Clippers in six and they'll be like, ha, why were we worried about that? But anyways, now, what, question, what was your question? Yeah, so I got a question for you because you're, you're, you've been following the Clippers, you, you know, uh, just in case uh, everybody didn't know, but uh, Luke is a Paul George guy that's his man um so he, he follows the clippers really closely do you think that because they sort of tanked in a not, not you know in a, in a way to get that four spot right to play the the mavericks do you think they wanted to play the mavericks or do you think they wanted uh, to avoid the lakers because that was a topic i heard about because the lakers are on the other side of the bracket I will answer this question right after I quickly add that I'm not a recent Paul George fan. I was a Paul George fan from when Tracy McGrady was done and I picked Danny Granger and it went to Paul George. Uh, And, and so I was in the building when Dwayne Wade intentionally kicked Paul George in the head game two Eastern conference finals, 2014, go look it up, go look it up. I swear to you, the Pacers (laughs) had that series until Dwayne Wade kicked him in the head in Banker's Life Fieldhouse. I was there in the building and it was ridiculous. Uh, you can custom on the spot. It was anyways. Um, so to answer your question, right? <laughs> um, so I think there was a lot going on. So the Clippers all season were resting players when you would maybe not want to rest players from a momentum standpoint or a seeding standpoint and all this i they i don't know if we talked about when they beat the pistons with reggie jackson yeah we did yeah yeah i think we did yeah so like reggie jackson was the guy because they sat everyone and they just took the game off because the second night of a back-to-back or was the first whatever it was they didn't play anyone it's like oh they're on a winning streak they can get to the two seed they can do it and it's like why aren't they playing anyone and they still played, I guess, Kennard and Jackson. And like, they didn't play like anyone last night, I guess at all, or last night uh, over the weekend. Um, and so people are saying it's not the same. 
And I think there's a little bit of all of it that's true. I think, I mean, Ryan, you're running a franchise. Do you want to play LeBron in round one? Do you want that when you could potentially, the if you're so you're, let's say let's say you're you're in charge, and the Jazz are a tough matchup for the Lakers. I don't think the Suns are. I think the mm-hmm. Jazz are a tough right. matchup for them. You could potentially get an easier matchup. Probably the best matchup for the for the, for the Clippers in round one is the Mavericks. That's probably okay. the best matchup for them. Mm-hmm. It's just Luca, and they're a team that's built to guard Luca. Like they right. have four guys that can guard Luca. They mm-hmm. just keep throwing them at him, like different different defenders, and he's the whole team. So you're you're in charge, Ryan. Would you be like, let's take an easier round one, or would you want to play LeBron round one and just be like, no, we can beat anyone? Like, what 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 would you, what do you think? Like, what would you do? So this year, this mm-hmm. year, I would have wanted the Lakers early because then you could um, possibly get them. Because like you mentioned, they haven't played a lot together. Now, if you meet them in the Western finals, you then assume that they have time to, you know, get their, their team together, their chemistry, uh, learn how to play with one another better. And so they're going to be a better version of the Lakers. Um, I also like personally, my feelings about this is like, I don't care when you're eliminated. I could care less if you're eliminated in the first round or the second round or the third round or the finals, who is the team that eliminated you? That's what I care about more. Like when people talk about, we're not going to get too far into this, but like Michael Jordan, they're like, Oh, he never got out of the first round of the playoffs. It's like, who did he lose to? He lost to Boston with four hall of famers. He lost like to Detroit, team, like the best team of all time. Right. Like the, with all the Celtics. <laughs> right. He lost to Detroit with three hall of famers, four hall of famers on it. It's like, I don't care when he lost. Who did he lose to? Was the team better than his team? Then I don't care. So it's the same with like the Clippers. If they're going to lose in the Western Conference Finals to the Lakers or in round one, it doesn't matter to me. I think for the Clippers, strategically, strategizingly, I don't, if I said that right. <laughs> no way that's a word, but I No, 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 you know what I'm saying. I think playing the Clippers early would have benefited them. I think the earlier they would have got them, the better it might've been because now you're giving them time to build on that chemistry and meet you in the Western conference finals. If that happens. I agree with you. I don't agree with how they did it personally. I would not have done it that way, mm-hmm. but I understand it. Yeah. So they're going with the fact that, well, if, if the Clippers were going to beat them, if we were going to beat them in round one, so will the jazz. <laughs> is what they're going with like if lebron and ad aren't ready chemistry wise forever with the rest of the team for them to win a, a seven game series utah will take care of them if they are then it would have been the same against us they're ready and we'd rather not play them right away when the clippers themselves haven't been very healthy and it would probably benefit the clippers to have their playoff roster play some games together first too because i don't think any team is really ready right now for the playoffs i wouldn't say would you say that any team is like wow this team is clicking just firing on all cylinders like is any team looking that good right now like wow they're just at the at the top of their game going into the playoffs they look really good like does anyone fit that milwaukee yeah that's that's the first team that came to my mind was milwaukee yeah but like no you're right i mean it's it's very it's because of the the shortened season right and the 
people resting right. on and off. I would say this though, like with the, that, that, that's a good point. I like the, you know, even the Clippers maybe thinking, Hey, we need to build our own team chemistry. So we got to worry about it in house. Uh, so that, that's a good point. But um, you know, if the Clippers, let's say they don't play the Lakers. Now I won't care if they still, if they get to the finals and they win, I don't care that they don't play the Lakers to get there, but you know, that's going to be the narrative. I kind of do. Like, I want them to play each other. <laughs> I do too. I know. I know. But like, does, I want it seem them... cheap if the Clippers win a championship and they don't go through the Lakers. Does well, it, like, it was like I mean... last year, right? Last year in the bubble, right? It like a lot wrong. of people. Yeah. A lot of people are like the Lakers had an easy, you know, and they did, they, they had an easy schedule throughout the playoffs and they didn't play the Clippers, which was, not the Lakers' fault. It was the Clippers' fault because you Correct. know we won't talk accurate. about that. Okay, 100%. <laughs> right. no, go ahead. It's one hundred percent accurate. The Clippers blew it, which is why everyone was mad. And there were right. people who were saying, "Well, the better team always wins the series." And if that's how you feel, that's fine. But I think the reason everyone views it as a choke is because the Clippers were clearly the better team all year and were up three one and clearly had it in the bag if they just didn't choke. And then we would have gotten the best two teams all year in the West. Yep. Now, this year, we don't really know who the best two teams in the West are, so it's a little bit different because we think it's probably the Lakers and Clippers. Yeah. But Kawhi and PG were out all year. LeBron mm-hmm. and Davis were out all year, and so we don't really know. So it's a little different, but it, was, it still feels cheap to not get Lakers-Clippers in a series. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it this year because, again, so that that's what some people would say last year about the Lakers, right? They, they didn't go through the Clippers. They didn't have much of a challenge. So if the Clippers, you know, they get to the finals and win it um, and they don't have to play the Lakers, that's going to be the narrative. Like, oh man, they didn't get to play the Lakers. And I'm with you. I want to see it. I want to see that series. Um, so with that being said, do you think that's the going to be the Western Conference finals? Do you think that's like, if you had to predict, I know it's hard to predict. I'm not going to hold you to it. I promise you will not die if you get it wrong. But would you say like, if all things go well, that's the two teams you're looking at? I mean, probably. Yeah. I mean, those are the best two teams. I've been. The way I always judge this is whenever it comes to the playoffs. And by the way, I'm bad at this. So my way of doing it, probably not the right way of doing it. Sure. The way I always judge it is who has the higher ceiling when they're, when all things are, are firing, right? So which team is the best when it comes to not which team won the most games during the year, not which team, because, you know, you look at Milwaukee and they won how many games a couple of years ago? And yeah. then you're thinking, oh, well, well, they, they choked it away in the playoffs, kind of, mm-hmm. but their way of playing was never a playoff style. So when you looked at their ceiling, their ceiling was always – can Giannis make a jump shot when it right. matters? And that was, and it was always like, well, probably not. And that was kind of always like in the playoffs, what are they going to look like? What's their best level of basketball in the playoffs going to look like? And I think the best level you get for Utah does not match the Lakers or the Clippers for the highest level they're capable of. There's just, there's just not enough. Utah uses too much Jordan Clarkson. I like Jordan Clarkson. I always liked him before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I liked him through his whole career, but they like expect him to be a big time scorer for them. And that's in the playoffs. It's different. There's a reason why like Dennis Schroeder and Lou Williams and Clarks and these guys are really awesome guys to have in the regular season. And then in the playoffs, they can't do as much because it's just, they're not, they don't get the calls. They don't get, it's just not that, you know, their style yeah. just doesn't work. No, that's a, that's a great point. I, yeah, that's a great point. 
I like that. Yeah. So um, I don't think I think Phoenix probably like with with Booker and with all of their and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have the rotation guys down. I'm sorry. I'm not looking at a list of names, but with Phoenix has the the personnel and the young guys and the shooting where and they also have Chris Paul, which he knows how playoff games work, even though he's never actually really won anything. Um, he still knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And no one, no one would really question. Well, pro- they probably do, but as far as experience goes, no one's going to question whether Chris Paul is capable or not in the moment. Like you know, you, you expect him. So they would. That would be a bigger concern for me than, say, uh, Utah or, or Denver. Although I will say this much, Ryan. Jokic <laughs> scares me in a series against the Clippers. I I want. I would almost prefer the Lakers to knock the Jazz out just from a, a, a for whatever reason, we, no one on the Clippers can guard Jokic. And then when they try to guard him, they can't guard anyone else. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't understand why it's for whatever reason, they're better matching up against Davis and LeBron. And I know it's the regular season and all, but I watched it in the playoffs last year and it didn't look any different this year with <laughs> the regular season. We can't guard Jokic. <laughs> That's because he's a seven footer that can pass the ball. Like uh, that's, you know, seven footer, like Anthony but Davis the Lakers is, can guard him. I watched it. I well, watched no. it. It's like, Oh, but they can guard him. Well, the lake, they, you know, I have a lot about that series. I didn't like. And one thing was the officiating with the nuggets and the Lakers last year is because Jokic had two fouls and like, like, a minute almost like he did not stay on the court very long in the first quarter. He always had two fouls. They, they kind of like treated him like he was a second rate basketball player, which I didn't understand that, but that's another story. I didn't like that, but you're right. Anthony Davis doesn't have a problem with it, but Anthony Davis is like one of the best defenders or the, you know, you could even say the best defender. Um, like as far as your son's point though, like so what what what's nice is according to like the bracket, if the Clippers, I mean if the Lakers win, they would not meet Denver or the Lakers until the Western Conference. So uh finals, Western Conference finals. So that's good. And like I don't know how worried, like if I'm the Clippers, how worried I'd be about Phoenix, because I just don't think Phoenix has the guys to guard. Paul George and, and Kawhi. Um, I have a just, couple of, I don't, I'm not looking at stats in front of me. But yeah. I have a couple. I mean, I, throughout the year, it changes a little bit, you know, here here and there, you know, the the numbers and whatnot. But the, the Clippers will be relying on guys who are really good three-point shooters making their threes. Yeah. And they, they don't draw fouls. They don't get foul calls. Davis actually has been struggling with this this year as well. The, the Laker fans comment on that all over the place and everywhere you see it, but Paul George and David, for whatever reason, they're not getting foul calls. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I've, I've been watching Paul George very closely, like always this year. And he's in attack mode more than he has probably ever been since early Indiana days when he didn't really have a jump shot like he does now. Uh, and they just don't call fouls for him. So we'll see if that changes in the playoffs, but it's actually noticeable with everyone else that on the team as well, that they they're, all 40% three-point shooters. So they all rely on their threes, Yeah. which, so the, the Clippers will be, it's not like they live or die by the three. They don't take, they're not in the top all year. I don't know where they, I don't know where they finished, but all year they were like 12th to 16th in three-pointers attempted or something like that. Okay. But they were first in threes made. 
which is you're so you're not saying like oh you're this team needs to make threes because they don't take more than anyone else generally they just have guys who are really good three-point shooters making threes like everyone on their team other than Zubak shoots threes yeah. everyone yeah they all do mm-hmm. so the Clippers I trust if you're like hey gun to your head Luke who are you gonna take to win I would say I feel like the Clippers have the best chance because they shoot the best. Yeah. And yeah. they had the best uh, season for free throws as well, even though they didn't shoot a lot of them. They, they were number one in the league in free throw shooting, I think, ever. I think it was the highest ever in the history of the NBA free throw percentage, like 83% mm-hmm. from the free throw yeah, as, right. as a team. Yeah. So if you're like, hey, Luke, who are you going to take? I'm going to say Kawhi Leonard, healthy, Paul George, healthy. Marcus Morris healthy, Ibaka maybe, <laughs> Zubak healthy, uh, Rondo helping. I would say I take the Clippers to come out of the West based off of that. But again, I haven't seen them play the Lakers in a playoff atmosphere this year or last year. <laughs> so, right, right. Haven't, I haven't at all. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. And again, what happens if, you know, Paul's not feeling it and then Kawhi's not feeling it like last year and all of a sudden, we have like a game seven scenario where it goes awful, even though I, I felt like that had a lot more to do with defensive assignments than it had to do with the offense. But yeah. You, you, yeah there's my Clippers you, take. I don't know if you're looking for that. You no, asked no, me, no, that's think, good. What, that's what good. seeding I was most looking forward to. And I gave you my Clippers feel instead. You're welcome. That, that's beautiful. <laughs> no. So, so the Clippers are actually highest uh, three point percentage right now. They have, I think I heard, I was listening to some other like talk shows, radio shows this morning. And I heard that they have six players that are shooting over 40% from three. It might be more than that. They just don't register. Like Rondo was 18 for his last 40. I saw. Oh, wow. I don't know if that was when he just joined the team or if that was, I don't know how far back they're going, but yeah, between, I mean, I could try to list them with PG Beverly. I don't think Kawhi's, I think Kawhi was like 39. I don't even know if he made it to 40. Uh, Morris is a career high. He's like 47 or something like that. Uh, Kennard, Reggie Jackson, these guys all shoot threes. Batum has been making them this year. Um, and I, I don't know what number I'm at, but it's just they all shoot threes. Yeah. Oh, that that has to matter, you would think. And it, they're not just coming down and firing. They get these shots because they don't take a lot. They get them within the offense. They've been running a lot more of Paul George at point guard this year. And when Zubak, when he can turn the corner on the high screen with Zubak, or when he can split, when he can split the defense, their offense is virtually unguardable. And, and what they'll do is they'll come to trap him. Zubak will slip the screen. You can look for this. Uh, when, when Zubak comes to set the screen with, for PG and he instead, Paul just pops it over the top of the two defenders. Zubak will catch it at like the free throw or the elbow extent or something like that. And he pivots and turns and he can he'll look at the rim. And he's got shooters in both corners and he can take one dribble and go all the way to the rim. If they don't come on him and come out on him, if they come out on him, he can turn and pass it to either one of those guys. And it's an open three. So that's like, it's like, Oh, well you won't get that in the playoffs. Are you sure? Like that's how do you, they, they, these were the shots they were getting last year. It's just, they didn't know how to play defense. Right. <laughs> well, and, and, All of a sudden they forgot how to guard Murray and Jokic on the high screen roll. And it's because Harold was in the game all, all, all for three straight games. For, and I, I just, I trust, I'm, I'm a fan. So of course I'm going to say my, I, I think they're better, but 
I honestly, in my heart of hearts, think that they have the best ceiling just with their whole roster. Mm-hmm. I trust those other guys more than I trust, you know, KCP or, you know, whoever the Lakers are sending out now. I, you know, I liked them better last year when they had all the height uh, down low. Right, right. McGee and Howard and Howard. Yeah. I yeah. trusted that more than I, than I trust their guys they have now. Yeah. That's, that's my take, Ryan, for half an hour. What's, what's your take, Ryan? What do you think? No, so I was just looking this up. Marcus Morris, 47% right now from three. Is that right? Luke that, that's, Kennard. That's, right. That's, that's all year, yeah. Yeah, Luke Kennard is 44. Reggie Jackson's 43. Rondo's 43. Cousins is 42. Mann is 41. Paul George is 41. Nick Batoon is 40. Coffee? <laughs> yeah, he don't play, but yeah. Yeah, he's 41 <laughs> too, just so you know. And Amir, then, Amir coffee. He does come off the bench and pull out and make threes. Yeah. So Kawhi is 39 and Patrick Beverly is 39%. So oh, Beverly been missing him since he came back. Anyways. Yeah. So, so yeah, the, the point is, is it, um, even, even if you take like in playoffs, right. Even if you take like 3% off of each player, that's still phenomenal. Like you still, so you're gonna, you know, you're going to have the shooting. So, I agree. I if I'm going to pick Western Conference uh, Finals, I'm taking Clippers Lakers. Um, that it all the the two caveats obviously the Lakers are healthy, and then the other one is that they're the seventh seed, right? Because then they can't otherwise they can't, and that's the hardest part about this. They might end up the eighth seed, and then the Lakers and uh, uh, Clippers will meet in the second round of the playoffs. Um, I I personally think the Clippers are going to win because I'm a believer in playoff Rondo. I have, I told you before the season started, I told you in the off season last year, the two people I wanted the Clippers to get were, was Abaka and Rondo and they somehow got them both. And I was so happy with that. We've seen Rondo just be able to turn things on and he's been playing really good with the Clippers. And I think just like he was such a big deal for the Lakers last year, I think he's going to be the same thing way for the Clippers. And um, yeah, I think, I think they're going to, to, to win the West. That's my, my prediction. We're probably overlooking Utah. They have such a good balanced team. There's no weakness. There's no glaring weakness there. I it's, it's just, I don't, you don't trust them, right? Because you Mm -hmm. don't expect I mean, no one really, okay, someone ended up with 52 wins or 50, okay, like, what's the difference? They rested a few guys here, a couple guys were banged up. You don't actually trust whether it, maybe they do, maybe they will go on a run and, and, and win the whole thing and whatever. And it's like, wow, they were the one seed, but that you can't really use, well, they were the one seed as your reasoning there, because right. the, the Lakers, when they're healthy, are just as good or better. The Clippers, when they're healthy, I mean... I, you'd have to look up how many games Kawhi and Paul George missed this year, but the fact that they ended up in the same ballpark as Utah, like with three or four less wins, something like that. Yeah. With those guys hardly playing compared to what they could have. Like you can't actually say you expect, well, the jazz were the, had the best record. Therefore they're the best team. Like that's not, you can't actually think that, but they could still win. They have a very good balanced situation going on from uh, Mitchell and Conley and Bogdanovich makes everything. Like, anytime I watch him, I don't yeah. know if he's missed a shot. I've seen him take this season. <laughs> so I don't know. It, we'll see. I know it's, it's just, it's impossible to tell, but I still, 
I, I like the Clippers ceiling. Yeah. And Cousins, I don't think is going to matter a whole lot personally. I don't think so. But he's looked pretty good when he's been in there. So that's another body to throw at, say, Gobert or, um, you know, Davis. It's, it's just another option. So we'll, we'll see. I don't know. Well, think, think, go, you know, if you just go back to your ceiling thing and you just do it by player, right. Uh, and you say, okay, what players in a series between the Clipper and Utah, would you say, okay, who would be the two best, like who could you count on to be the two best players in that series? To me, it's, it's George and, and Kawhi. Uh, I love Mitchell. Mitchell has that potential, but I think sometimes he, uh, does too much hero ball, you know, like when someone's on fire on the other side, he needs to mano y mano him and, and get his on his side. And it, it kind of makes the offense a little stagnant. He's been better uh, this year with that. Right. Yes. No, agreed. Right. Yeah. But now, now you're going to be like in the playoffs now, right? Like you're going to be like, everybody's watching. It's going to be a little bit more slow. Everything's going to slow down a little more. Uh, so it, it'll be interesting to see how, if he reverts back to that kind of hero ball mentality a little bit. And then the other thing with Utah is who's guarding Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. That That's the thing. They Joe, don't, Joe they Ingles. Don't yeah. Joe well, Ingles they, is their best defender. I think on the perimeter for them, they guys. make a big deal about how Ingles showed up PG at the thunder series because he made like two threes over him and stole it from him once. Um, Paul George has been fantastic against Ingles literally that series forward the whole time but <laughs> that's not what the internet would tell you right um i gobert guards the rim extremely well but the clippers don't really play at the rim i know it's and that's probably that could be a downfall for them but i i also like cousins in that scenario because i don't think gobert can guard cousins so if you are noticing you need someone to go to the rim and cousins can come and play a little bit of bully ball down there I think that negates a little bit of what Gobert is doing. And then you have all the shooting. So could the Clippers lose that series? Absolutely. But would I expect them to? No, I would not expect them to lose that series between, you know, Morris, Paul George and Kawhi being able to get to their spot and taking and, and making a shot in the playoffs. It's all about being able to get to your spot and making something happen in the half court. And the Clippers were one of the slowest teams in the league this year. And they are one of the most efficient offenses in NBA history. That's I trust. I trust that more than I trust anything else. And yet I'm not exactly very confident. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's just, we're just guessing, right? We're just doing our best educated. It's the team I like Ryan. Yeah. I I like, so it makes it, you always have to take it with a grain of salt because you always look at your team with rose tinted glasses. So, well, I don't like the clip. I'm not saying I hate the Clippers, but I'm, I'm, unbiased my favorite team is the pistons they're not even on the schedule anywhere i don't see them at least so i am unbiased talking about all this uh my favorite player is luca you know that that's uh, you know that's my my guy right now um i don't think they have a chance to beat the clippers uh i could see luca doing something similar to last year i mean the lakers did i say the lakers i meant the clippers um I, i don't remember yeah, I but, just edit that, edit that out. You okay, got okay. To do that. I, yeah, I don't think Luca is going to beat the Clippers. Uh, I, I could see where he could go for 40, you know, like a couple times. Uh, but last year he went for 40 and they lost games, right? So it, it, he, he could still be as good as he was last year and they could lose the series. Uh, Przingis is not 
reliable because he's, you know, you never know when he's going to play or not, you know, and so injury prone. So um, the other two teams we really didn't get into that are in, we talked about Utah Clippers, Dallas. We didn't talk about that last matchup, which is Denver and Portland. You talked a little bit about not playing Jokic. I just feel bad for Denver because of Murray um, not being healthy. I I mean, that team would have been so much more interesting in the playoffs after they traded for Aaron Gordon. And then it seems like, um, Oh, why can't I think of his name? The uh, Monte Morris, Monte Morris, not, not that's the backup point guard. Who's the, their young, small forward, Michael um, Porter. Porter, that's it. He's been playing better, right? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, yeah, and and you still got Jokic, who is going to be MVP, in my opinion. Uh, that's who's going to win it or should win it. Um, that's, that's not a hot take. Jokic is the MVP. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Although, although, did you hear LeBron said Steph Curry should be MVP? Steph Curry will not win MVP. Uh, no, I don't. LeBron can say whatever he wants. I he, I don't know if you read that or not, but I was just wanted I, to I did. I didn't, but maybe that's in his way. He's trying to try to get MVP next year somehow by making that comment. Uh, (laughs) He's got an agenda. I'm sure he has an agenda with that. Well, remember he was never going to come back on the basketball court hundred percent. And then he looked just fine until he tweaked his ankle again. So he looked pretty good. Just saying he was looking pretty good. I mean, no one's ever going to be a hundred percent of what they were technically the the older they get when they're past their prime. So I don't think, I don't think everyone would agree. LeBron is past his prime physically. So Technically, he'll never be 100% again. Correct. Just like every other player that's getting older. But yeah, exactly. So, so, uh, so I do feel bad for Denver. And I, that's why I didn't really like talk about him too much. I just think as great as Jokic is, losing Murray is just going to be too hard for them to overcome. Uh, I do think they'll beat Portland. And for Portland, th- their problem is they, they just don't have any wing defenders. So, like, they're, they're all small. Like I think Powell's the tall, tallest guard that they play with. And he's six, three. I know he's got like a six eleven wingspan or something like that, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter too much when you're, when you're trying to cover, cover guys that are like six, eight, six, nine. People don't give Norm Powell enough credit. That dude. Is I awesome. like him. Yeah. Oh, but just saying in general, Oh yeah. you list, you know, just in general and people list like, you know, the, the Raptors teams, they don't talk about Norm Powell. He was awesome. He, yeah, he awesome. was awesome. He's, yeah. a, he's an excellent basketball player. And people are like, well, they, between McCollum and Lillard, they just don't have, it's like, yeah, you're missing. Like Powell can randomly go for 30 because he, I think he's like a 20, he's close to 20 a game. Like that he was... it's not, it's not outrageous for him to score 30, 35 points. Like he can do that because he can shoot, he can finish. There's really not a hole in his game. Right. He's awesome. So as nice as that is though, they don't have the depth needed really anywhere else. <laughs> they have, they, they have guards and that's about it. Right. They and don't, they don't have defense who who's no, defending. They, they, have, they have guard scoring. Right. And that's, and that's what they got. And, it's, and, and that was my biggest problem when they, at the trade deadline, when they got Powell, I love, I loved Powell in, in theory. You know, like on a fantasy basketball team to have those three guards it would be awesome. But like the, the problem you have is now you're going up and you got to play Aaron Gordon. You got to play LeBron James. You got to play Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And it's just like 
who's guarding those guys. They don't have anyone. And Nurkic hasn't looked like Nurkic either. So that's working against him too. In in his defense, the, those injuries are always tough to come back yeah, from yeah, when, you can, when you can see the bone. <laughs> that's not a good one. It's yeah. not a good one. No, I agree. Props to him. Yeah. Props to him. So, yeah, I think that's good. I think that's good in the West. So we both kind of agree. Lakers, Clippers, if all things right. And we're going to both pick the Clippers to come out of the West. I mean, it seems so. Why not watch them lose? I know. To watch the, them lose immediately. It's, it's such a, you know, it's not, it, it, you'd expect like a hot take or something. You're know, like, oh, I got, I got Phoenix, got Phoenix winning it all or something. It, it, any of these teams can win, but yes. we haven't gotten to the East yet. That's, I feel like that's less interesting from a, how, who knows which top seed could get upset. There's not going to be a top seed upset, I don't think, in the East, but. Yeah, it's should... the Lakers to knock out. Anyways, are we done with the West now? Well, yeah, just real quick. You know, uh, I we didn't take a lot of time on Phoenix. I guess we did talk about how you won't say anything nice about Chris Paul, which is fair. <laughs> but, you know, I will say that with them, it's again, I know Miles. they have Bridges, who, who's who's a solid defender. But again, for being a wing defender, he's only like six, five. Uh, so he's he's still on on the short side. And, and you're not trusting Aiton to guard. Anthony Davis or Andre Drummond or Jokic, you're just not, he's not going to be able to guard those guys yet. He's still kind of being molded into the player he's going to become. And big men, they always take longer to develop. So it's sort of just kind of a wait and see with him. Um, I'm trying to remember which Cameron, which Cam Johnson? lit the Clippers up last time. It might've been both of them. Cause they have, <laughs> they have Payne and Johnson and they, right. they both lit the Clippers up and they were leading the whole game. This is the last regular season game. Um, they, they have role players. They're all capable. They're all athletic. They all can score and they all play hard. Mm -hmm. So anytime you have guys who can shoot and guys who can finish and guys who work, try hard on defense and are nowhere to be and are coached well, you have a chance. So there's a reason they're the two seed there. It's not by accident that they're, they're there. Right. I'll tell you one thing that's interesting is that you'd expect Booker to be a better three-point shooter than he is, which could potentially be something that's interesting in the playoffs. You you would think yeah. just based off just when you expect like oh I've seen him make big shots I've seen him it's in it's like mid to low thirties right thirty four percent so he's a thirty four percent three-point shooter that he's still capable of making them here or there right but like that could matter. That yeah. could be something that matters. I, I don't recall the last time there was a really good two guard that couldn't make threes that went somewhere before since Dwayne Wade and Booker's not Dwayne Wade. Right. So I don't know if that will translate. I don't know if teams will obviously guard him differently because of his numbers from three. That's just, it's just how it is. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. But, but again, you know, like if everyone's healthy and like you said, sort of that caveat, like everybody reaches their ceiling, they're not going to get by the Lakers. It's, it's sad. I, so personally, they match up so bad. They match yeah, up so it's, bad it's a horrible matchup. Yeah. It's a horrible matchup. And Who personally, LeBron James, that's, that's, yeah, that's it. Or Anthony Davis. They don't have anyone that Jay can... Crowder. Who are you, who are you going to take between LeBron and Jay Crowder? Like it's not, it's not, it doesn't look, it's not a good look. No, not a no. good look. 
And personally, I'm I'm a, actually I am a fan of Chris Paul. Now I, I'm I'm talking about the basketball player, him as a person. You know, I don't know him personally. He's probably so really not, nice. He's probably a really nice guy. It's just, just it happened this year. It was yeah. this year, and therefore <laughs> I can't like him. And I think okay. they're actually tight, but it's just it's this season. So no, no, okay. a few to stay high. I will say nice things about Chris Paul once Paul George is fine with him openly okay. in public. Uh, you you love hard, Luke. You love hard. I, I have I would... pairs of Chris Paul's shoes that I'm willing to get rid of until I am allowed to have them again. I will I will say that uh, it would be nice to see, it, you know, this year, a year commit. I, I feel like how he changes teams, like when he went to the Clippers and what he did even when he was in Charlotte, Houston, you know, he didn't get injured. Who knows? They could have probably beat the Warriors. Uh, that I don't game. think he was in Charlotte. He was in New Orleans, Ryan. That's he right. You're New, right. He was in New You're Orleans. Right. You're right. You're yeah. right. Good correction right there. But it yep. just seems like no Can't matter where he goes, he they he play his teams play good through the regular season, which is a testament to him. Uh, you don't have to say anything. Don't say anything. Don't ruin the moment. Don't ruin the Next moment. Next question. Yeah. <laughs> PG says. Next question, yeah. Ryan. Okay, just real quick, uh, let's just ask this last question about the West, and then we'll move on to the East. Is there any player in the West that you look at that be like, okay, if they win, their legacy is going to just be so much better, or if they lose, their legacy is going to to hurt? I mean, it's Paul George, right? Based off last year, with all yeah. the, and I'm saying that as he'd been my favorite player, but that's also just a a fact, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, will anyone question Chris Paul if he loses to LeBron? No, no, no. They, no. they won't question that. It's not right. like it's, you know, will anyone question LeBron if the Lakers lose? No, they mm-hmm. were injured all year. Right. Well, will anyone question anyone in the Jazz? No, no. The, there's, there's no Lillard. No, Jokic. No, with Murray gone. No, it's in the West. No one's going to question Kawhi. It's all no. Paul George. You're right. He's the one who struggled last year. Yeah. If they lose this year, it's going to be pinned on him unless if he plays ridiculous and everyone else fails, which I doubt. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, it's going to come down to him. And even if they win and he struggles, it's still going to, they're still going to look at him like, well, he didn't you know it's his play this year is what's going to matter probably more than anything else in the West from a, a specific player. Luca, we didn't cover Luca. He's fine. No, one He's, will fine. Judge Luca. Right. He's got no team. Right. So. No, no, you're right. I actually don't really have much to add. I totally agree with you because any other team that loses, you can be like, well, they lost to the better team, you know, like basically, or, you know, they had to play like, like you said, Phoenix against LeBron. Nobody's Luca against Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Nobody's going to be like, oh, Luca, that says something about him or whatever. So, yeah, that's a great point. Uh, so it's Paul George. I think where it will be interesting to, to have that discussion is when we talk about the East, because I can think of three people. Uh, that that could be on that list. Real, so let's real quick, real yeah. quick before you go. Let's go into East. Real quick, Paul George's playoff struggles are hilariously exaggerated. Yeah, I know. Hilariously exaggerated. Has he been awful in some playoff games? Yeah, he's had some real bad ones. Has he been better than Damian Lillard through his career in the playoffs? Yes, easily. And yeah. and no one would think that because Lillard made the forty footer over him. Ha ha. <laughs> he's so bad. Look at the no like. Paul George, even last year in the Denver series, like go look at it, not just the numbers. You go watch the games too, but go, even if you just read the stats, Paul George was the best player in the Clippers in the Nuggets series in the bubble last year. No one would know that because he hit the side of the backboard in the fourth quarter of game seven when him and Kawhi couldn't make anything all of a sudden. So, so they instantly assume, ha ha, 
pandemic P, whatever. They instantly assume these things because they see that. And yet when they forget when he had like 36 or whatever, a couple games before that, and in the Dallas series, he struggled for three games in a row or two out of three out of four or whatever. He was really good in that Denver series. I think he had 10 points in a game when he was in foul trouble the entire, the entire time. And they won that game. So you could try to be like, Oh, he was awful. In that one, he wasn't even on the floor. Like I, it's no. ridiculous. But no, and anyway, we've had this. No, no, and, and we have had this discussion. You know, when we talked on the phone, and it's like, you know, who else had a bad game seven? Kawhi Leonard. Do you know who else had a bad game seven? Lou Williams, Montrezl Harold. Like all your big names had a bad game seven. They, like it was the Clippers that collapsed, and it's only uh, Paul George. And it might be primarily because of his. Did he did he give himself that nickname? Oh, he gave himself that nickname. Yeah, and that's and, probably it. That's probably was, why he gets and junk he was for referring it. to the fact, which by the way, it's, he has a tendency to try to make the media happy. He tries to give people answers because he doesn't give them the status quo. It gets mm-hmm. thrown back in his face all right. the time. And you'd think yeah. someone would have told him five years ago to stop doing that, but he he continues to just answer questions and, and be give the media stuff to say and do, and people proceed to throw it back in his face when it turns. Oh, poorly. When he talked, gave himself the nickname, he was talking about his ability to both defend and score. And he was saying that that first year in OKC, they were kind of taking it easy throughout the regular season. And that in the playoffs, he was going to really turn it up. You haven't seen playoff P yet. I'm going to go all and do all the energy and all that. And then did it work? No, no, they got, (laughs) they, they got worked over by a superior basketball team. That thunder team was so flawed. Uh, the yeah, they didn't the, really have much shooting on that those teams. Well, and so if was you part took Melo out of that team, I actually liked the first year's team better than the second year they were in OKC. But with Melo on the roster, there was no defense on that side of it, and just another guy who wanted the ball and it wrecked everything. We're not talking about this, Ryan. Moving on to the <laughs> Eastern Conference. That's Eastern, right. That's right. We're good. Conference. Thanks so much for listening to me and Luke break down the Western Conference for the NBA playoffs. We will be dropping another podcast of the Eastern Conference shortly. uh, And we'll also break down the Eastern Conference and what we think will happen on that side of the bracket. And then we'll talk about what we think will happen in the finals. So hopefully you can join us for that. Uh, Real quick, um, some housekeeping. I will also be dropping a podcast about The Last Jedi, uh, probably on Thursday. That's already ready to go, so I know I will drop it then. And if you haven't yet, please follow me on Instagram. It's nuttybuddy underscore entertainment and nuttybuddy underscore sports if you're interested in the sports podcast. Uh, For this one, I will have it posted on both my entertainment and sports podcast as I'm still trying to figure out how to get it on Apple, um, the uh, iTunes for my sports podcast. But until then, uh, thanks again for listening. Uh, You can also email me at nuttybuddy at gmail.com if you have any comments, questions, or even predictions of your own. Uh, Thanks again for listening, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day.